0: You're listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent in Birmingham, Alabama, a church with a heart for the gospel. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org. Well, Heavenly Father, we do give you thanks that you've gathered us. We give you thanks for the year, um, which we had all of the um, the joys and the hardships and everywhere in between, knowing that in each and every facet of it, you are working to shape and fashion us uh, in your likeness and for your service. And now as we're gathered this day, I pray ultimately that the words which I share at this time would not be my words, but your words, uh, most gracious God. And all this I ask and offer in the name of Jesus, your Son. Amen. So I'm going to have three uh, scriptures uh, f- to use by way of reflection this morning. Uh, watch the time that... You probably heard the story. The son is there with his father in church, and the preacher takes his watch off and lays it uh, on the lectern. And the son asks his father, "What does that mean?" And his father says nothing. Um, so, um, but let me uh, let me watch our, our 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 time this morning. But but three scriptures as we look at the year past and as we look uh, at the year to come. And the first comes from, and obviously I won't have time to uh, flesh out um, everything here, but from the fourth chapter of the book of Joshua. And if you remember, the people of Israel had been in the wilderness and they had been Wandering, and they had been um, shaped and fashioned, and uh, you know, obviously, um, the past two years seem to have run together, have they not? I don't know about you, but at least for me, the, the past two years um, have have run together, um, as we have uh, at times felt like we are in the wilderness, and the people. Uh, Moses uh, is gone, and Joshua uh, now begins to lead the people uh, into the land of Canaan, but there are myriad issues before them: uh, one is the Jordan River, which is at flood stage at this particular moment, and of course, the other issue of them going into the land which promised them which has been promised to them are the inhabitants um, the, the, the Canaanites, and the people are gathered together. Uh, And one of the things that they are told to do is to consecrate yourselves because the Lord will do amazing things in the midst of you, is what we are told. Uh, and the people gather, they, um, they, they prayerfully gather, uh, and there is a plan in place, and that is to send um, some priests who are replaceable um, ahead um, into the Jordan first, uh, along with the Ark of the Covenant. And if you remember what happened, the waters um, stand up, we are told, and, and the people go across um, on dry ground. But there is something which is commanded to them, and that is this. Uh, As they go across on dry ground, they're commanded to take up 12 stones uh, and to place those 12 stones. And the reason given for the placement of those 12 stones uh, are twofold. One is for them as a remembrance, that they might remember um, the mighty works of the Lord amongst them. And the other um, is for a witness that when others ask you, when your children ask you, what is the purpose of these stones? You might be able to recount to them the amazing nature and character of God and what God has done um, for us. In fact, I'll read to you what is said to them. The people came up out of the Jordan on the 10th day of the first month and they encamped at Gilgal on the east border of Jericho. And those 12 stones which they took out of the Jordan, Joshua set up a Gilgal, and he said to the people of Israel, when your children ask their fathers in time to come, what do these stones mean? Then you shall let your children know, Israel passed over this Jordan on dry ground, for the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan for you until you passed over, as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up for us until we passed over, so that all the peoples of the earth may know that the hand of the Lord is mighty, that you may fear the Lord your God um, forever. The first thing I invite us to do as we're gathered together today um, is is to do just that, for us as a community of faith to continue to remember the gracious nature and character um, of our God His gracious care and provision for us uh, as a community of faith. Uh, One of the things uh, this past year, can I can I sum up the past year um, in in a, in a few minutes? I don't. Um, I think we know the answer. Uh, I think we know the answer to that. The the, the past year um, has been um, a year of many emotions, uh, and uh, it's important to to name that and to and to mention that for us um, this this day. The the past year was. Uh, contained uh, blessings and God's provision. It, it also uh, contained heartbreak as well, um, and, and and sadness, and times of division, and times of uh, people discerning what to do and 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 where to go. Uh, you know, we have. Two of our our clergy, um, the former dean, Andrew and and Zach, who said their prayers and decided to go um, in a different direction. Of course, the question is what do we do? Well, to some degree, that's an easy one. Well, we continue to love them. Uh, We continue. Um, to pray for them—that's—that's that's not a real hand wringer uh, on that one. Uh, They—they've said their prayers and they—and uh, they made their discernment. And—and and that transition uh, was was challenging. That transition um, was was difficult. And as I say, uh, we—one uh, of the things interestingly, this is um, this is my 27th year of ordained ministry. And you think. Um, Perhaps I would know more at this point. But one of the things I can say is that through the entirety of that time, one of the things that I've seen again and again and again is that people who share faith um, say their prayers and come to different discernments about how to pursue um, their calling. Uh, and the place in which they they live out um, that calling, and so that that continues it's uh, it's certainly we see this uh, in numerous places, and so those um, are people that um, we remember with love, people we remember um, in our prayers and and yet we remember here at the Church of the Advent with great thanksgiving for God's gracious provision for us uh, mentioned um, and the the budget uh, good heavens. Uh, how tremendously has God blessed us as a community of faith? That in our ministries we were not—we're uh, not scaling back; we're moving forward in our ministries uh, across the spectrum of our ministries. We've we've added um, staff members in the areas uh, of Christian education and women's ministries. We've wonderfully added um, a new clergyman to join um, our staff over the past year. One of the things that I think we've seen unmistakably, yes, is the gracious and abundant provision of God, the gracious nature and character of God. But we've seen the strength of this congregation, uh, and I hope that's one of the things that, that we note and we give thanks for. We have tremendous leadership uh, amongst uh, our vestry, and uh, I'd be remiss not to note um, all of you, um, our vestry member, and, and our wardens as well, um, John Hargrove and, and Jay Ezel had a second full-time job this year, uh, which they did wonderfully um, and, and graciously. We've seen the strength of our congregation in this past year, and I invite us to remember and to give thanks um, for that. Uh, this uh, concept of, of standing stones that we might remember, this is um, our 150th year, uh, and so we will have uh, celebrations this year, uh, our 150th year uh, in ministry that which God has enabled uh, on this corner of 20th and 6th uh, over these past 150th year. Uh, One of my goals this year is to be able to say seamlessly our sesquicentennial um, celebration um, this year. So you all can begin to work on that um, along with me. And one of the other scriptures is one which is familiar to us And it comes from um, Romans 8. We remember those words from Joshua. As a community of faith, we remember God's gracious provision for us. Uh, We have that to draw strength from. uh, We have that to guide us as we go forward, but we also have it as a continued witness because we're called um, to the business of service and we're called to the business of the witness of the amazing and the gracious character of God. Uh, And in Romans 8, it's... Uh, a portion of scripture which may be very familiar to you. Of course, it begins with those words of incredible promise and it ends with words of incredible promise, that for those who are in Christ Jesus, there is no longer condemnation nor separation. There is no condemnation uh, and there is no separation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And it mentions also uh, within that particular chapter the, the, the inevitable challenges, um, the, the, the groaning uh, that is part not only of the Christian life, but, but the groaning that's a part of life and, and our continued need for God's intercession. And one of the things that we are reminded of by Paul in this eighth chapter of the Romans is this, uh, is that when we do not know how to pray, when we do not know what to say, that nothing less than the very Spirit of God intercedes for us. With groans and sighs too deep for words is what we are told. And we are reminded of this. Uh, Paul says, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God, for you did not receive the spirit of slavery um, to fall back um, into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God and of children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we also may be glorified with him. That's a word which we know, that's a word which we hear, that's a word which is important for us to be reminded of again and again and again at, at, at any time. We have not received the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but we've received the spirit of sonship. Uh, we have been adopted. We have been made God's um, sons um, and daughters. We have that stability. We have that assurance. Uh, and surely, uh, in this uh, past year, take, take the church out of it. Uh, have we not, uh, as a people, longed for and needed a word of assurance? longed for, needed a word um, of stability. It has been a a fractious time um, in our society. It's been a a fractious time um, in our nation. It has been a challenging time across the board, and it has also been a time, of course, of tremendous uncertainty. And in times of uncertainty, one of the things that, that God repeatedly addresses is our fears and concerns because we, we, we so readily um, run back to them. Our, our enemy so readily sows those. And that's why God addresses it again and again and again because we need to hear that message again and again and again that we have not received a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, that God himself at his own initiative has come forth in the person and the work of Jesus Christ, uh, that you and I might be His sons and His daughters, that, that nothing will be able to separate us, that we operate from that place, regardless of what's going on in the world around us. We ultimately, at the end of the day, operate from a place of stability. We operate from a place of stability. We operate from a place of strength. And the good news is it's not yours or my stability and strength. But it's the stability and strength of God. We have not received the spirit of slavery. No, we've received and said the spirit uh, of um, adoption. And lastly, uh, scripturally, um, I want to take us um, to John chapter 20. And it's a portion, uh, once again, of Scripture that you may be uh, entirely familiar with. Uh, one of the things, of course, one of the, the concerns uh, about us uh, in this particular moment, any time you go into a time of transition, which is the time um, that we're in, any time there is a time of transition within a community, there is the concern. Of course, one of the things that's being asked of the Advent right now, uh, one of the accusations that at times is made is that the Advent has changed. Uh, and the question is, is asked, uh, "Has the advent changed? Um, is um, the advent um, changing? And the answer to that uh, and our fundamental beliefs and theological convictions no. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Um, the author um, to the Hebrews tells us uh, our, our, our theological convictions, our biblical um, convictions that has not changed at all that has not changed uh, again uh, the nature of god is is living and dynamic and active but the but the revelation of god given to us in jesus christ that is the rock and the stronghold for this congregation. That has not changed, um, that will not change. Uh, We are prayerfully discerning how to go forward in life and ministry together. And one of the great gifts of this past year is we've had the opportunity to do that. And at times it's been glorious and at times it's been less than glorious. It's, It's been challenging. Uh, Because also we believe our theology that we're fundamentally people who are adopted as God's sons and daughters, but we're also fundamentally people who are selfish and sinful um, and self-centered. We're people who are curved inward um, on ourselves. And we need daily to hear the message of the gospel. We need that daily message. Because we so readily turn inward on ourselves, and we need to be drawn out of ourselves. And I would say that this past year, God has wonderfully, graciously done that for us. And any time in our lives of growth, any times of growth and maturity in our lives are are glorious times, but they're painful times. Growth and maturity don't happen without discomfort growth and maturity and strength and, um, don't happen um, without pain. And so this year, yes, has had some of that, but it's been a way in which God has been shaping and fashioning us. We, good heavens, with with COVID and everything else and all that we've been going through, uh, the navigation um, of our services, our spending time um, together, uh, we uh, as a church actually lived with a choir and a band together in the same space Uh Jesus is risen. Um, The power of God um, goes forth. We continue to pursue um, both of those offerings and and opportunities to say we want to provide as many platforms as possible that people might come and hear the good news. We want to provide as many landing places, as many places of gracious welcome and comfort uh, that the good news of God might go forth. We we maintain um, that passion for that. We maintain that commitment for that, one of the things we 're able to do wonderfully again this year in in the area of, of Christian education, we were able to resume so much of our activities the seventh, the second grade bible um, presentation vacation um, Bible school. The Bible um, talks about that our, our Christmas pageant. so many of the things that, that we love um, we 're we're back, and we continue to be deeply. Committed um, to the education and to the formation of our children in the faith, that that has not wavered. And once again, with our budget, we continue to contribute and to support that not only prayerfully, not only um, with our uh, the efforts, um, but also financially. We continue to be deeply devoted to that. Uh, our children. Our ministry to, to youth and families, that that continues to be supported in every way possible. Our outreach um, has not diminished um, in any way. We continue um, to seek to serve uh, and to be generous both locally uh, and globally. All of these things continue on. We continue to passionately care for our congregation and uh, the way that we visit and the way that we pray and the way that we um, are, are prayerfully, noticeably distinct in the way that we care for one another within the body of Christ. We, we continue um, wonderfully to uh, Brian Helm as our administrator to, um, I mean, the, the space in which we gather, um, the work of our um, sextons, the work um, to enable this place um, to be so well-equipped and so well-organized um, to prevent distractions that we might focus on the ministry before us. Uh, Again and again and again, once once again, we've added uh, a a word of tremendous thanks. Um, Catherine, Mike, um, Wes, (laughs) we all wore... we all expanded our skill sets, um, and all wore a lot of hats uh, in this in this past year, and you, the congregation, uh, as, as well, and in helping make it possible, um, whether we wanted to be or not, we're more flexible um, than we were um, before. Ben Dehart, um, tremendous um, that you would be willing uh, to come and join us and to continue to strengthen our ministry here. So many great gifts um, that I can't begin to number uh, the way, again, that we as a congregation came together in this moment. And, of course, ultimately, um, we came together. uh, And what I share now from this 20th chapter of John's gospel, we came together in the gospel. We came together in the gospel, we come together in the gospel because that's what we have to offer the world. They, they don't need our advice. Um, they don't need um, our good intentions. They need that word of life. What Paul wonderfully writes when he writes to the Philippians, we shine like stars in the universe as we hold out on um, the word of life. We don't shine. Any light is refracted. Um, it comes from God uh, as we hold out that wonderful word of life. And if, and if you remember... Uh, in John chapter 20, the disciples uh, are gathered together behind locked doors, we're told, for fear. Um, they fear that what had happened to Jesus uh, would happen to them. And surely, um, not only are they afraid, but of course, you remember, they, they promised Jesus um, that they would be with them. They would never forsake him. They would never fail him. Um, you can depend on us, uh, is what they told him. And of course, we know how that worked out. Uh, they, they quickly crumbled, they quickly forsook him, um, they, they fled. Uh, and they're gathered together behind locked doors for fear that what had brutally been done to Jesus would be done to them. But I would imagine as well they gather behind locked doors because they're despondent. They are broken, they are ashamed, they are wrecked um, with guilt um, and with despair. Um, The the future that they had hoped for had been taken away um, from them, and they gathered together because I would imagine they don't know what to do next. And if you remember, what happens next is this. Jesus appears in the midst of them. And as Jesus appears in the midst of them, we, we see any number of things. We see that they weren't looking for him, but that he came looking for them. And that's part of the message of the gospel, uh, that that in Jesus Christ, God comes um, to find us. God comes um, to rescue us. And as Jesus appears in the midst of them, Jesus does not say to them, I'm very disappointed. Uh, He doesn't say, I expected more from you. If you remember, what are the words to Jesus? What are the words from Jesus to the disciples as he appears in the midst of them? Peace be with you. Peace be with you are the words um, which he spoke. Uh, in, in many ways, yes, uh, shalom, a, a common greeting, but but of course it's infinitely more than that. Jesus gives to them uh, a gracious word rather than a word of deserved rebuke. It is a gracious word and a gathering word which Jesus speaks to them. Again, so many things have come our way. So many things will um, come our way. But we have the word of the gospel, which is our grounding and which is our foundation, full stop. Uh, and that will, that will never change. Jesus comes and he says, peace um, be with you. But then he goes beyond that. Uh, of course, we all long to experience forgiveness in our lives. And we've experienced um, forgiveness. And we know the power that that brings to our lives. But Jesus goes beyond simply forgiving them. He doesn't say, I forgive you, but I no longer trust you. No, he goes on to commission them. We're told that he breathes on them and he says, receive the Holy Spirit. Not only does he speak a word of forgiveness, um, but he also restores and he commissions them and he sends them forth and he says, receive the Holy Spirit. And then if you remember, he says, go, I am sending you. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. If you forgive the sins of any, um, If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. And and what he's saying, of course, is not that you and I ultimately have the power um, of of judgment, but what he sends them forth with is the commission is the message of the gospel, to proclaim the message of the gospel, that which has um, the authority and the ability to free uh, and to restore, that which has the authority um, to convict, he sends them forth with the message of um, the gospel. And now is at any time, uh, but I would say particularly in our moment, we, uh, in our cultural moment, there is a tremendous need for that word of the gospel to go forth in and, and, and a moment that is so bitterly divided in a time which is so entirely um, distrustful. We have the same thing we've always had for 150 years. The only thing we've had to offer at the end of the day is that message of the gospel, the message of Jesus Christ, who's come into the world to save sinners. Uh, Come not to call the righteous, um, Jesus says, but sinners. And we have that wonderful hope and assurance of the gospel that we don't have a spirit of fear, that we can remember um, the nature and the character of our God, and that that will be our rock and our stronghold For if we have another 150 years, that's God's call, um, not ours. But we have that same truth, that same rock, that same foundation, which cannot be um, taken away from us. This message uh, of reconciliation, this message of grace, this message of salvation um, in um, Jesus Christ. There's more to say. But I leave you with that word um, of the gospel of Jesus Christ, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever, that will always be that which grounds us. It will always be that um, which directs us um, in our mission. And it will always be that great light which we have to offer the world. And we will, with absolutely everything we have, uh, in every facet of our ministry, will continue to hold that, that word of life. Thanks be to God.